Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink, who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Excited to be with you again. And I have on the line with me today, Mr. Mike Schlappy. Say hello, Mike. Hello, everybody. Hello, Dr. Paul. I'm so glad uh, to have you with me. Well, kind of with me. <laughs> kind of from California. <laughs> kind of from California. You know what? This is a great example, Mike. We might as well just hit the ground running here. Uh, sometimes life doesn't go quite how you planned it. Have you noticed? Uh, yeah, I noticed that lots of times in airports and all kinds of places, but I especially <laughs> learned that when I was 15 years old. Uh, you sure did. And today is another example of that because we planned on having you here in studio. Some other things happened, so we're adjusting and we're meeting by phone. And that well, works. <laughs> That's that just how life is, isn't me. it? <laughs> No, I appreciate your flexibility, and uh, you know what? Whether I'm in California or in your studio, I I still have the same feelings and philosophies to share, so this is going to be wonderful. Exactly, and this story—okay, so I, so I opened it up with this, this interview is being adjusted because of what life handed us today, and it's going to roll, and it's awesome. And you referenced a story just now that I think we should share with the listeners, because I've got your book right here in front of me, and I'm going to, uh, to give a little more information about the book in a little bit. But tell us what happened when you were 15. Well, when I was 15, I was right there in beautiful Orem, Utah, and life was perfect, and I was on my way to a football practice and just excited and had a girlfriend and a good family and just a good life, and uh, mm-hmm. I ran down the street and knocked on my friend's door, and he said, come in, and I did, and we ended up in his mom and dad's bedroom and mm-hmm. looking around, nobody's home, and he got a hold of his dad's off-duty uh, police gun, one of those empty gun stories. You probably know where I'm going with this. Uh, well, I do, because I've read your book. The, yeah, thought he took all the bullets out three feet away, pointed it at my chest, and... Boom. Yeah. I still remember that sound, and that definitely changed my life. It definitely did. This bullet that he didn't know was in the gun suddenly wasn't in the gun anymore. It was in your spine. Through my chest, punctured my lung, barely missed my heart, and lodged right in my T10 vertebrae. Right in there. And that yeah. immediately paralyzed you. It, oh, absolutely. I mean, initially, I was just scared to death, couldn't breathe, thought this can't be real. My friend's freaking out, and all of a sudden, I'm realizing this is real. I've been shot. Mm-hmm. My legs wouldn't respond. And, you know, initially, Dr. Paul, I was just in survival mode. My friend was freaking out, so he was of no help. And mm-hmm. I was making little bargains with heaven, of course. And, mm. uh, 
just trying to survive those first few minutes, yeah. Wow. And and this event changed your life permanently. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know that it completely changed me, but it changed mm-hmm. the way I see the world. It absolutely affected my family and my friend. This didn't just happen to me. This happened to a lot of people, and uh, it was a, a journey of change. It was the beginning of doing things different than I knew them for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so our listeners might be hearing this, and the ones that know you, I'm pretty sure some of them do, Mike, because... <laughs> The, our listener, I was telling you just before the show today that that our listeners tend to be live on purpose junkies. I don't know if that's fair. People <laughs> people who are interested in self improvement, personal development. A lot of the stories that I share here have a really big hard part, and that's how we can tell that something powerful is happening. If there's no hard part to the story, it doesn't have the power to inspire anybody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I would re- not rather speak to anybody than the than your listeners that actually mm-hmm. care about life and care about dealing with tough stuff. And uh, you know, I honestly, sincerely sit here. I do a lot of sitting nowadays, but I I hope I sit here and uh, I have a desire, an absolute desire to help somebody out there that's looking for some answers and Mm -hmm. I don't have them all, but I hope I can help. So uh, I want to go back to your book here. Um, I can give a little introduction to this. The title is intriguing to me. Shot (laughs) happens. (laughs) Shot happens. (laughs) It sure does. And then the subtitle, I got shot. What's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it sounds almost a little flippant, but I know that you carefully selected those words because you're not trying to be this, well, you know, what's your problem kind of, it's more like, seriously, what's your problem? What is it? Mine is that I got shot. I mean, this is what I'm hearing and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but you're saying, yeah, I got shot. It actually happened to me. I live with that every day. Now, what is it that you're dealing with? No, you're you're right on. It's kind of a, a question, but an absolute question of like, what is your problem? Mm-hmm. I did get shot. I mean, I don't see a lot of wheelchairs as I'm driving down the road, but I see a lot of people that are dealing with pain beyond just mm-hmm. you know wheelchairs and hearing aids, and and there's a lot of pain in this world. And I I salute everybody that's willing to face that pain. And you know, the the major title of Shot Happens comes from the old bumper sticker, which I probably shouldn't say, but it's the You Know What Happens. Yeah, it's a similar feel, yeah. <laughs> and, but that's what it is, and uh, I really challenge people to to try to look inside and identify their challenge, their disability, their pain. And uh, once you've done that, the battle has begun, and it's worth it, absolutely worth it. I'm sure, Mike, that there were times when you thought, it's over. My life, oh, man, I got shot. Mm-hmm. In fact, you... Well, it, yeah, no, I was worried about my actual life being over. And I couldn't get to the phone, friends freaking out. He eventually called my mom. She showed up. By the way, mm-hmm. my mom saved my life. Just her presence gave me hope. And mm-hmm. uh, 
have a gut feeling there's a few moms out there listening, so I want you to know you matter. Oh, huge. Make a difference. But, yeah, and then my mom called the ambulance, and imagine my dad, my friend's dad, he's a policeman, mm-hmm. so he showed up. And so he's trying to figure out how his off-duty police gun shot this neighbor kid. And so it was a, it was a real struggle and a change, and they rushed me to the hospital and eight days in intensive care and mad at God, and mm-hmm. my friend told everybody I'd shot myself, and... But again, I don't want to. This isn't a poor me story. I just, I I know that everybody has those moments, those times in their life where things just alter. They shift, they go another direction, and it's tough to deal with it. Mm hmm. And there are times when you have a mantra in your book that comes up sometimes when you're feeling crappy. (laughs) Do you mind sharing that with our listeners? Well, I think you're talking about sometimes I'll just say, you know, uh, this is very much fun. Why did my friend shoot me? I'm having a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's been fun, but that kind of sums it all up. This is very much fun. Why did my friend shoot me? I'm having a bad day. I know. And, and, okay, so you got shot with a bullet with an off-duty firearm. Mm -hmm. But some people listening might have got shot with a divorce. Or with a bankruptcy, or with the loss of a family member, or with depression or anxiety, whatever it is. I mean, shot happens, right? Absolutely. Those invisible disabilities or whatever are just as tough to deal with. You know, when somebody Mm -hmm. sees me, Dr. Paul, they can open a door or or whatever they want to do with me in my wheelchair as I push down the street or whatever. But Mm -hmm. when someone's got a disease or a divorce or disability or debt or doubt or all those D words, Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you don't see them. I know they're there. I absolutely know they're there, but I'm not going to walk up to somebody and say, I got shot. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, but yeah, so again, those those hidden disabilities are are something that, and you know, and to me, that makes it more difficult because I can't hide my disability. I can't hide it. And other mm-hmm. people can choose to hide it. I don't think it's healthy to hide it. I think the the greatest thing people can do is, is find their bullet. Mm-hmm. Find their bullet. And acknowledge that you got shot. Mm-hmm. Now what are you going to do about that? And this, this leads into something I really wanted to talk to you about, Mike, and that is attitude. Okay. And Okay, so on your... Is it on your book? Oh, yeah. Here on the back. Are you tired of people in wheelchairs talking about attitude? <laughs> Because this is a common topic, right? I mean, it's, you're a you're a professional speaker, and uh, you take the stage in front of audiences all over um, to talk about some principles that that will assist them in their life. And one of those is attitude. But you've got a little different take on this than I've heard from some. Can you get us started on that? Talk to us a little bit about attitude. And maybe how that's different from mood. Yeah, you know, as I was younger and had a smile on my face, Mr. Happy Shalappy, as they called me, or my wife calls me Crappy Shalappy, but as I was this real, you know, kid that was dealing pretty well with my disability, everybody just thought I had a wonderful attitude. And you know what? I did. However, I had plenty of bad days. And I would never want to tell anybody they can't have a bad day. I think it's fine to have a bad day. Just don't let it turn into a bad week or a month. 
Mm-hmm. But here's what would happen. People say, you have such a good attitude. And I got thinking, yeah, but not always. And then I would start to study attitude. And in the scriptures, I'd learned that attitude was more of a position, like somebody was kneeling or somebody was doing this or that. Then I was on an airplane, and I asked a pilot about his most important indicator. And you know what he told me? <laughs> attitude. Attitude indicator. Thought, attitude is actually an aviation term, isn't it, Mike? Absolutely. I thought, he, I thought he said altitude indicator. And he said, no, attitude. I said, what do you mean? He goes, oh, yeah, it's my most important instrument. It tells me the position of my plane. So I, I began to learn that attitude and mood are different things. You can be in a bad mood. You can be in a good mood. You can have a good day, bad day. You have moods. You have your feelings, and that is so important. However, you always want to be positioned properly. So you're not going to run into the side of the mountain or plow right into the earth if you're an airplane. And so to me, it's, it's wonderful. It's magical. It allows people to have their feelings, which are so important, and to work through things. Mm-hmm. But all that time, we're headed in a direction. We've got ourselves positioned where we want to go, whether it's physical or financial or social. And to me, it just meant so much to me because it, it allowed me to still have my feelings and yet be headed in a good direction. So I hope that all made sense. That makes perfect sense. And I it, let's... Let's just drill down on that a little bit because it's so common for people to mistake those two terms. And they think when they're talking about attitude, they're talking about mood. And they're totally... Well, they be, they're totally and they beat themselves up. Like, why can't I just get over this? Mm-hmm. Why can someone else just get over this and deal with it? And I'm such a loser. No. Mm-hmm. No, it's actually healthy. For people to go through the anger, the denial, the bargaining, the grief, the you know, all those things are mm-hmm. healthy. But while we're going through those things and whatever, we want to make sure we're heading up, not down, or heading north, not south, or whatever the direction is people want to be heading. And and a lot of people want to use their pain as an excuse. And I think it's so important that we use our pain with a purpose. You know, mm. one one time I, I, I just realized what how did how do people get through pain? I mean, how do you do this? Depression, divorce. And I thought, ah, you attach a meaning. You attach a purpose to your pain. You know, Dr. Paul, if somebody told me to cut off my finger, I'd say, no, thank you. That would hurt. But if they said, right. ah, but it'll save your teenage daughter. Oh, boy. Take my finger. Not a problem. So when you've got a purpose or a meaning to your pain, you'll come out the other end a better, stronger person. It's just, it's just amazing how it works. Mm, that's right. When you're talking about these feelings, you can have your feelings, and you don't have to beat yourself up about it. How should you feel if you lose the use of your legs? You should feel crappy. No kidding. You should feel hurt. You should feel mad. You should feel paralyzed. Disappointed, (laughs) upset. Perhaps, you know, like everything's lost from time to time. Those are feelings, and they come with the circumstances in your life, just like if you, how you're supposed to feel if you go through a bankruptcy. How you're supposed to feel if somebody rejects you, you know? Those feelings are, are absolutely appropriate for the experiences you're having in your life. But then what you're saying, Mike, is let's make sure that your position is correct. Because regardless of the feelings that you're having, you're going somewhere. 
yeah, you're going somewhere, and you know it could be further down, it could be further up. You know, one nice thing about being rock bottom once in a while is there was nowhere to go but up. But up. But I just see a lot of people with pain, and I just want them to know that's okay to have that pain. But now, how are we going to deal with it? Absolutely. Well, nowhere to go but up from here. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit the website, drpaul.org, where you will be able to sign up for Empower, a quick, inspiring message that will be sent right to your inbox several times a month. Click on the blog link to share your comments and be part of the discussion. You can also pick up powerful information products and stay in touch with upcoming events all to assist you in creating and living a life that you love. Share Live On Purpose Radio with someone in your life today, and thanks for listening. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hidden messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Success in any endeavor does not happen by accident. Rather, it's the result of deliberate decisions, conscious effort, and immense persistence, all directed at specific goals. Gary Ryan Blair soothing piano music we're back doesn't that just make you feel chill mike i love it <laughs> you know what Dur during the break i have your book right here in front of me and i was reviewing this chapter about the fate of flight x and you remember that one well of course you oh, yeah. your book <laughs> That's, That's what the one where we have where we talk about attitude and mood and some of those things. Yeah, and how it has to do. It, it, this comes from the aviation industry, or at least if if we think about it in that way, attitude has to do with position, and your position determines your direction. And in this, just a quick summary of what happened here. This was a flight, two hundred and thirty passengers, on this airliner. And the attitude indicator was malfunctioning. 
It, I, I may be getting this wrong, Mike, but that's kind of the brief version. And it ended up in a, a tragic accident um, because of the attitude. The so, attitude of the airplane, yeah. Nothing to do with the attitude of the pilot or the patients, but they thought that uh, they were heading in the right direction. They're cruising along, enjoying their coffee, mm-hmm. and their backup indicator uh, was also broken, or they didn't have them back then or whatnot anyway. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just proof. Same thing happens in our personal lives. Sometimes we think we're heading in the right direction, but if we're off just ever so slightly, sometimes we end up in the wrong place. And you'll have indicators and even backup indicators about that. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, personally, I believe I believe a lot of us have that little thing inside of us called the spirit or a conscience or mm-hmm. a gut feeling. Um, and those things, I believe, are very real mm-hmm. uh, feeling, feelings once again. But I'm also a big believer in principles. That's mm. good. Good, solid principles generally don't change. You know, feelings do, up and down and this and that, but if we base our life off of solid principles, they generally will get us where we want to arrive. And they're always on. Have you noticed that? I think about that in terms of, when I think of principles, I think of gravity, you know, like a natural law. And and you never get up in the morning and just wonder, huh, I wonder if gravity's on today. <laughs> yeah, I wonder is. if the sun's going to come up. You know what? There's some other laws in life called if you treat people kind, a lot of times it'll come back. Mm-hmm. If you say positive things to your own mind about yourself, mm-hmm. uh, that's so much more important than filling up your brain with a lot of negative things. Mm-hmm. The average person has 11 negative thoughts to every one positive thought, mm. according to what I've figured out. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of negative self-talk, and I was probably twice that when I got shot. And, you know, one of my favorite therapies I received when I got shot, Dr. Paul, was, was not physical therapy. Yeah. It wasn't occupational therapy. It was called attitude therapy. Attitude therapy. Perfect. And I gave it to myself every day. Instead of just stretching my muscles and my limbs, I'd try to read some good books, memorize some positive thoughts, write some poetry. Just once again, anything I could stop myself from going rock bottom. And again, we're not talking about mood necessarily, because you could be in a lot of pain. You could be having all kinds of feelings about this shot that happened in your life. Whatever the shot is, you know. Yeah. I Um, mean, let's just get more specific. Let's say somebody's going through a divorce. mm Mm-hmm. You should be angry. You should be frustrated, sad. That's all fine. But I hope your ultimate position, I hope the ultimate deep-seated thought and actions within a person are, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get through this. My purpose, my meaning is I'm going to come out the other end a better, stronger person somehow, some way. And so, yeah, you're sad. You're, you're, You're feeling those things. Deep inside, I hope you've got a resolve that I am going to get through this somehow, some way, with some principles and, mm-hmm. and you know, some attitude therapy. So t- I'm intrigued with your attitude therapy idea. Because uh, what if I need a little attitude therapy, Mike? What would you recommend that I do? <laughs> Listen to Dr. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll send you five bucks. Yeah, you know... <laughs> 
I think there's just a lot of ways. Um, it might be different for everybody. You know, maybe they watch Oprah. Maybe they watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe they go to the beach. Um, maybe they pray. Maybe they read a darn good book. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that gives them hope. Anything that gives them, you know, it's just add, it's like it's like lifting weights or going and getting therapy. You know, mm-hmm. it just makes you feel better. It helps the healing process. It stretches you. It. It, it just and that's really what you're doing to your attitude is you're just kind of checking on it, refilling it, filling up that bucket inside of you that has your attitude in it. And so, mm-hmm. again, I'm I, and I'm not trying to mix up attitude and mood here, but I'm just telling people that positive influences and positive people and positive books are so critical versus sitting around sleeping, being depressed. You know, those mm-hmm. kind of things they're okay, but eventually we got to get going, get working. Well, and understanding that attitude and mood are not the same thing, they are tied together because your mood can assist you with your attitude therapy. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Your mood, you know, how you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling really down, sometimes it's tough to get to work. It's tough to take that first step. Mm -hmm. But we have that resolve if we've got those principles that tell us i'm going to get up today and i'm going to get out and get living or whatever that you know it's so important and so you know and everyone's so different you know i'm assuming that those folks that are hearing me all might be saying yeah but yeah but and and i agree i do not have the exact formula for everybody but i do believe this everybody has goodness in them everybody Mm -hmm. has potential in them to do the hard things and, you know, you find out about your character mm-hmm. when the sun is not always shining. Yeah, that's you find true. out about yourself when the sun is not always shining. If if the sun's always shining, eh, you don't find out how strong you are. So sometimes there's something uh, almost powerful about going through tough situations. But usually mm-hmm. you have to look backwards to see that. It's the squeeze and I've, a friend of mine once described this to me. He says, if you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Do you get apple juice? <laughs> no, you get an orange juice because that's what's inside of it. And in the same way you say that you get to learn about your character when the when shot happens. Because you get the squeezes on. Whatever's inside of you is going to be coming out when the squeeze is on. Yeah, you know, you'll absolutely find out a lot about your character. And again, if you don't respond perfectly, if you don't react, you know, one of the, to me, you don't beat yourself up. One of the key, one of my favorite sayings in life is take responsibility. Well, it mm-hmm. sounds so basic, but when you take personal responsibility, that's not three words, Dr. Paul, that's four words. Take personal response. Ability, mm. the ability to respond, to respond, and to choose that the ability, response. Absolutely, the ability to respond and to choose that response is critical. You know, I realized something as we we're talking here, Mike. I remember an experience that I had a couple of years ago. I like to play basketball, and and one morning out playing ball, I sprained my ankle. And my wife gives me a bad time about this because I do it for my health, right? But most of our emergency room bills are related to me playing basketball. 
so I sprained my ankle and it was enormously painful, which just reminded me of another one of your experiences too, where you shattered your ankle and didn't even feel it. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, true. I didn't feel it. Sometimes it's good when you can't feel your legs. <laughs> when you're numb. <laughs> well, in this experience of spraining my ankle, I had been practicing a little bit of what, what I now know was attitude therapy. You helped me see what I was doing with myself. I was practicing my position. And my position was, it's perfect for me. Whatever I experience, this is perfect for me. I may not know how, and it might not be fun, but somehow it's perfect for me. And when I sprained my ankle in my pain as I was ready to just scream, I said in pain, this is perfect for me. <laughs> and it, was, it just did so much to me to examine my attitude in that moment of pain because my mood was upset and I'm in pain and I don't like this. And why did this have to happen to me? And yet my attitude was still toward, this is perfect for me. I'm going to figure out how it's perfect for me after the pain subsides. Yep. And <laughs> see, and you've, uh, no, and you've got it figured out, and you're a wonderful example. And uh, some people that comes natural, others it doesn't. But in a sense, it's just accepting that what comes your way in life is for you or for me. And um, mm. that's just... That's what a, it is. I mean, I wouldn't go back and change that day, that November 11th, 1977, when I got shot. I wouldn't change that day. Well, what else would you have to change, Mike? Me. Would you have to give back your gold medal? True. If, if you changed that day? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it closed some doors. I would never deny it. It closed some doors. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to anybody that I wanted to pull the plug out of the wall for mm -hmm. about the first week and just end it all tubes in my nose, into my lung, girlfriend dumped me, but I didn't, and here I look back, and just what you said, would I give back my gold medal, would I give back my family, would I give back my experiences, would I give back the character that I've developed from this pain? Nope. No thanks, I'll keep it, it's for me. Or the hundreds and thousands of people you've been able to share your message with? Or your yeah, book? I, I do love and helping people, and you know, I would tell anybody that might be listening, how do you know how you're doing? How do you know if you're making progress? Mm -hmm. In my opinion, you know you're overcoming your challenges when you're willing to start sharing them with others to help others. Mm -hmm. When you're willing to start using them to help others around you. Not hiding them, not shameful, not blameful, but sharing your feelings and your experiences to help those around you. That's when you'll know that you're coming full circle with uh, the things you're dealing with. Well, do, do you know one of the reasons I invited you to be on the show, Mike? Uh, no idea. Maybe because I'm from Orem, Utah? I don't well, know. Besides the fact that we have the same <laughs> hometown and we have a lot of common friends, what I see you doing, just what you were talking about, at some point you realized this isn't about me. Is that too bold to say? Oh, no. That, that's when you find the most happiness is when you realize it's not about you. It definitely affects you. The, the truth of this thing that happened when you were 15 is that you don't get to use your legs now for what you used to use them for, at least. And that's permanent yeah. for you, as far as we know. That's permanent. Yeah. 
35 years so far. And you could sit around as a big old victim saying, uh, you know, shot happened to me. Or like you're saying, this happened for me, and it's not all about me. Because now that you're sharing your story, you're making a difference for other people. And that's that's huge. But even this conversation isn't about you. This is about whatever any of you listeners are going through right now. I hope that you hear in your in your ears what this means in your life. You, and Mike, thank you for sharing your story with us because that's a great example of what now any of us can go do with the shot that happened in our own life. Thank you, Dr. Paul. No, you said it perfectly, and uh, this isn't about me. I'm honored and happy to share my story. I know your smart listeners will take my story. They will attach it to their life. Mm -hmm. And I love the saying, so often we seek for a change in the situation when is all we need to do is change our perspective or Mm -hmm. change the way we look at it. Right. That's powerful, Mike. Cool stuff. Oh, thank you. Hey, I want to make sure that our listeners all have free and open access to Mike Schlappy. And the best way to get to you would be through your website. Is that true? Yeah, MikeSchlappy.com. If you can spell Schlappy, you're in good good shape. Yep. <laughs> yeah, go Google that one, everybody. It's Mike, <laughs> spelled the normal way, and then Schlappy, yeah. S-C-H-L-A-P-P-I. That's MikeSchlappy.com. That's all one word, right? And what yep. can they find there on your website? Oh, they can find a few photos. They could find a few products like a DVD or my book, or they could just mm-hmm. find me if they ever needed something or wanted me to share my story with an audience or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, there's going to be a link to your book and to your website up on our blog site at liveonpurposeradio.com, but I'm sure that they can get access to those kinds of things as well or contact you, and and like you were saying, Mike, and listeners, pay attention to this, because this powerful story is not just for you either. There are people in your life who need to see their choice and their attitude, and I think Mike's book is a great way to do that. I want to give you the last word, Mike. How would you wrap this up today? Oh, gosh, just say thank you. Get out and live life, enjoy it, and... uh Find something, uh, you know, that you look forward to. I'm a huge believer that we all need something that we look forward to, whether it's tomorrow or a week from now. And I just look forward to continuing to listen to your show. Thank you, Dr. Paul. Mm. Thank you for joining me today, Mike. Everybody go out there and live on purpose. <laughs> 